Hello, 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 friends. If you're in a temperate area, we hope you're enjoying the summer. And if you live in the tropics, well, it's always summer, I guess. But hopefully it isn't too hot for you. Anywho, hello from North Africa, specifically Libya. Where our proverb of the day is, the low donkey is prone to be ridden by everyone. In other words, don't be a low donkey today. Okay, to be clear, I think it means that if you set yourself low, people will take advantage of you if you let them. Uh -huh, that, that's what I said. Now, Don't be a low donkey so people will not take advantage. That's not what you said exactly, Juma. Okay, fine. Well, our listeners love me and they know that's what I meant. Okay. That was your, okay. okay, sure. Let's, let's just move on. Oh, wow. So, like we said before, we are in Libya today and we will be talking about a scrumptious dish called Mbatan or Mubatan. It is made from meat and potatoes and if you want, you can top it with tomato sauce, but meat and potatoes... Why do you need sauce? But it's okay. Let's be going. Okay. Ijama. Okay. <laughs> so let's dive right in and tell you a little about Libya. Libya is the fourth largest country in Africa by size. Its neighboring countries are Chad, Niger, Algeria, Tunisia, Egypt, and Sudan. It is bordered by the Mediterranean Sea in the north. The capital city is Tripoli, and Libya has a population of about 7 million. Just like you have in other countries, many languages are spoken in Libya, but the official language is Arabic. Historically, Libya historically Libya was ruled by different groups from the European and Asian continents. After being an Italian colony in the 20th century, Libya gained independence in 1951 as the United Kingdom of Libya. In 1969, the monarchy was overthrown, and today the country's official name is the State of Libya. Libya is known for having the largest oil reserves in Africa, but of course, we aren't here to talk about that. Nope. We're here to tell you about food. Yes, we are. And Libya has food variety in spades. Mm -hmm. Libyan cuisine has Berber, Maghreb, mm. and Mediterranean influences. In Tripoli, you can still find Italian influences in the food as well. When we talk about Libyan cuisine, you can find lots of olive oil, palm dates, grains, mm. flatbread and mm. lamb, and pasta. Mm -hmm. say, say it again. Say, say, say it again. Pasta. Okay. Say pasta. it again. Oh, pasta. Pasta is so good. You guys, just for a little background, <laughs> if you ever come to Yemi's house and you look in her fridge and you don't see anything, she's going to be like, and you're like, yeah, there's no food. She's like, no, no, I have food. There's pasta. We can always make pasta. I literally just offered Ija my pasta yeah, like an hour yeah. ago. Her fridge is empty, but she offered me pasta to make. I mean, I have vegetables and pasta <laughs> so that means if you live in libya you have no excuse no excuse eat pasta you are actually supposed to eat pasta don't let anybody tell you fit fam eat pasta you don't even have to feel guilty eat pasta <laughs> pasta the, okay. food, the food of the gods <laughs> on that note maybe we'll start off by talking about pasta then since sure. you've already opened the gateway <sighs> anyway in Libya, you can find a one-pot chicken and pasta dish called mbakbaka. It is pasta and chicken cooked in a flavorful tomato sauce. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So are you are you going to add anything apart from no. sounds and noise? Mm -mm. That just let, give me a second. Let me let me take it in. Let me take it in. Okay, okay. Apart from mbabaka dish or mbakbaka, that sounds. I mean, it sounds heavenly. 
In Libya, you have bazin, and bazin is unleavened bread made with barley, water, and salt. You can eat it with lamb stew and boiled eggs. You can also have labak, which is stuffed vine leaves that are steamed. And then there's slatha, a kind of salad, but I mean, you have pasta, right? Okay. <laughs> By the way, guys, um, if you're from Libya, we apologize because we might be massacring some of these names. Oh, we are definitely massacring. <laughs> We're, it's not possibly. Probably We're not. Almost certainly. But at this point, we, we have no choice. I mean, you know what? We're sorry. B for effort. No, B, okay. not A. B for effort. Okay. We tried. Um, so apart from uh, Labrak and Slava, you can also find couscous. Uh, you can find ikerkushin. That's dried meat fried in olive oil. There's a tagine, which is spicy lamb and tomato sauce. I think tagine sounds like something that they also might eat in Morocco, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And then there is, haha, I'm about to kill this one. Basbusa Biltamer. This is a semolina cake baked with syrup and topped with almonds. We dove more into Libyan food on the blog so you can learn more there. Plus on the blog, we're not pronouncing. We're just spelling everything out. So exactly. it's definitely correct. So then you can mask the pronunciation all by yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's talk about Mbaten. To make Mbaten, you stuff potatoes with... It's basically stuffed potatoes with seasoned minced meat or lamb. Mm-hmm. You coat it in breadcrumbs and egg and you deep fry it. You can have it as a snack or a dish. Uh, So first you need your potatoes. You need your ground beef or your ground lamb. So I wanted to make a lamb dish because we haven't done lamb in a really long time. I think since Djibouti Skudakaris. And so I wanted to do something with lamb. But then I went to the grocery store and they didn't have lamb. And I didn't want to go to the other grocery store. And I started looking at my pockets. I was like, well, there's halal ground beef here. So let's go with that. Mm -hmm. So we used that. Um, so you have your seasoning as desired. Um, the recipe that we used talked about chopped onions, chopped uh, parsley. It asked for fresh parsley, but I used dry parsley because I already had that. Fresh garlic that was grated, pepper as needed. They asked for hot pepper if you want. That was optional, so I used a hot atarodo, hot red pepper. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon. So like haber- That's not habanero, right? That's scotch bonnet. Scotch bonnet. Uh, what's the difference between scotch bonnet and habanero? I don't even know. Habanero is like the long one. I think Scotch bonnet is hotter. But like mm. atarodo is like a Yoruba word and it's oh. very popularly used. That's why mm. I wanted to actually use oh, sorry. the English word. It's fine. Wait, they, the long, they love us the way we are. Is it's the long okay. one, when you, is it the green? Because the green long one is jalapeno. Jalapeno, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it was the small, the red, red and orange Scotch bonnet pepper. Oh, the Scotch bonnet. Okay. Yeah. We use Scotch bonnet peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as, lo- as well as dried cinnamon powder, ginger powder. Salt, eggs, breadcrumbs, water, butter, and flour. Instead of butter, I used oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first thing you do is you pour the meat. You season it. The, the recipe we used asks you to just fry the meat as it's without seasoning and then add to the seasoning later. And I look at Yemi's face. If Typically, if you grew up in an, I know for sure, in a Nigerian kitchen, when it comes to things like this, you always season your meat before you cook like, it. You don't add the spices why, after. Why are you yeah. having bland food? Because anyway, it it's okay. You, it's okay. I will. <laughs> it gives it time to, when you season beforehand, it mm-hmm. gives you time to enter the meat, right? Yeah, let's enter it will. Yeah. So basically what I did was anything that was powdered. So the salt, the um, cinnamon, the ginger, mm-hmm. I used that to season the meat. Okay. And then from there, I followed the rest of the recipe as it requested. Yeah, it's not like we want to change the recipe, but no. it almost feels like if you season it after, some of that season is just going to be sitting At outside. The top, yeah. And I'm like, dude. Well, that's the thing about cooking. Like with this show, we're not trying to, we're not trying to change anything, but no. we're kind of like learning about other countries' cuisine and kind of in a way still cooking it in a way that we understand. Yeah. yeah. And also because, I mean, not everyone is going to have 
for example, fresh parsley at home. Some people are going to have dry. So mm-hmm. this is why sometimes we make some changes. Not because we're trying to change it, but we're just trying to be realistic. And yeah. sometimes you may have this, you may not have that. You may want to get, you know, lamb, but lamb might be expensive. So you just get yourself some, you know. Ground beef. Ground beef. Maybe mm-hmm. it's beef on sale anyway. So just. It was on sale, actually. I feel attacked. <laughs> I, I know you well enough to know it was on sale. That's why you bought it. Wow. So don't worry. Anyhow, so you start with cooking the meat. Uh, you you season the meat and then you fry it. It asks you to fry until it's almost drenched. Most of the juices are gone. And then I added um, a cup of boiling water and then, then added the chopped um, garlic and the parsley and the peppers and all of that. And you basically cook it. The whole process takes maybe 20, 25 minutes. You mm-hmm. cook it until it's almost dried out. Mm-hmm. Take off the heat and then you add a beaten egg and a couple tablespoons of um, breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Now, because it's still hot, the egg is still going to cook inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, So now you've done the meat. It's, it's a whole process. The trickiest part of Mbatan is cutting the potatoes. Mm. Because you want to cut it so that it's almost like a little... You cut them into thin Like an slices. envelope. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's an envelope or like a little mini half sandwich. Mm-hmm. Except that the sandwich doesn't open all the way. It only opens halfway. Because what you're going to do is... You cut a thin slice of potato three quarters of the way through, mm-hmm. and then you cut another slice all the way down, and then you have your little sandwich. So it's like bread, but instead of like using two sandwiches for bread, use one bread and fold the bread into two, and put all your things in the middle. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like a one sandwich bread folded. Yeah, but the way for you to achieve that is to cut a thin slice like three quarters of the way through, mm-hmm. and then cut again all the way through, so you have your little envelope or sandwich or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. okay so you cut it you cut them that way the good thing is the important thing is to keep the potatoes in water while you're doing that so they don't change color right i think they oxidize or something i don't know what it is so while you do that and then you have you kind of set up a little station so you have your meat ready to go you have your cup potatoes and then you now have to mix some breadcrumbs and some flour together Mm -hmm. as a what's it called like a breading Mm -hmm. and then you have some more beaten eggs to dip in and you're gonna deep fry these Mm. For a healthier version, some people might choose to bake it, I saw. But I wanted to try the authentic way first. Yeah. So um, you stuff your potato with the meat, which is already cooked. You stuff the the space, mm-hmm. I guess, with the meat. Um, and then, so each slice is stuffed. So it's a whole process. You stuff them all. And then you dip them in the flour breadcrumb mixture. But you only dip the part that has the meat on it. Because the rest of it isn't really going to stick anyway. Okay. So, wait. If I'm hearing correctly, Mm -hmm. you slice the potato. You stuff your meat inside. Mm -hmm. But then you already have your mixture that is the egg and the breadcrumb. And so you dump the parts that is open with the meat. So Mm -hmm. the open part where you stuff the meat through, you dump that part in that your mixture. Exactly. Except that um, you have two things. So you have your flour and breadcrumbs in one plate and Mm -hmm. then you have beaten eggs in in another plate. Uh, So you do beaten eggs first. No. You do the breadcrumbs first on the open part. Mm -hmm. And then you now dip the whole potato into the egg. Oh. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so when you do that, the, what the instruction said to do is the best thing I would advise you to do as well is you stuff all your meat first, do all the stuffing first, mm-hmm. and then you do the flour mixture dipping. Mm-hmm. And then you don't do the egg until your oil is hot enough for you to fry. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so you dip and then you start dumping in the oil when it's you fry on medium heat ish. And the instruction said to crowd the potatoes as much as possible into the pot. So that they can fry evenly. Because if there's a lot of space, they might fry too fast. That way they can cook more slowly, more evenly. Okay. And then you fry until it turns about it turns golden brown. 
and then you're good to go now there are two ways you can eat it you can eat it that way on its own as a dish or as a snack mm-hmm. or you can have it with some tomato sauce whichever you mm-hmm. prefer so i had some tomato sauce made on the side the tomato sauce i made wasn't specific to mbatan it was actually from a random website i think it was the food and wine website or something but i will post the link on the blog mm-hmm. um and even with that though i didn't even me being me i didn't go strictly with the instructions there well did they tell you also not to season in the tomato sauce mm-hmm. uh well i used all the seasoning they asked me to okay good Yes, yeah. some of these places they'd be like, "Don't add season." No, no, please. Um, so I, what I was gonna say was, I didn't use exactly the same ingredient. Like I used the exact same ingredients, but not necessarily in the same proportions. I just kind of freestyled it to suit what I liked, mm-hmm. and so we went with that. And yeah, once you fried, you're good to go, and you're good to have your button. And it's served hot, right? Yeah, okay. Because you wouldn't enjoy. I don't think it's the kind of thing you would enjoy cold. No, you would yeah. not. So basically, when you look at it, for those who know what a taco is. It essentially looks like a taco, but imagine a taco that is fried, right? It's almost like an enveloped potato meat in egg, mm-hmm. fried egg, and wrapped in deliciousness. <laughs> I'm, know, really, I'm really I, thinking I of how to describe of it. Every stage, actually. So by the time we post on the blog and you look, if, well, if you if you can get to the blog, you kind of see every stage and see what Liamie is trying to describe. Because mm-hmm. if you do a cross section of the potato, you kind of see like the top layer of flaky coating that's golden yes and then you can see the potato in the middle and then you can see the meat and then you Mm -hmm. can see potato and then you can see the yeah so essentially it has every single thing you want in the meal meat potatoes and egg all right we're done with this episode let's go wow (laughs) (laughs) well okay as you can probably tell from the way i'm like describing it everyone that has listened to this blog even you don't even need to listen to more than like two episodes to know that i'm a huge fan of meat and Potatoes, I like. I like fries. Um, I like potatoes, even though I'm trying to lose these COVID pounds. But obviously, it is delicious. Um, the meat, for those who are familiar with Mediterranean dishes, the meat taste reminded me of kofta. I think the meat and everything is delicious. However, if I was making it, I would take out the parsley because... Even when I lived in a country where kofta was essentially like a regular meal or snack, I always found that I would rather go for other types of meat that didn't have parsley. Like I didn't like the parsley or that kind of flavor inside my meat, but it is not overwhelming. So it's not overwhelming enough that you're like, Ugh, no, I hate parsley. I've never eaten this gross, but it has a hint of the flavor. If you don't like it, you're like, not my fave maybe not something i'll eat by myself but it's good enough that you know that this is a good tasting dish like i don't know who came up with this but you're a g you know it's funny you say that because as i was making this thing i was like who came up with this because this is a labor of love it is i was sitting there i was standing and stuffing these potatoes with meat and that's the most that's the lengthy part of it going oh my god because you make the meat then you slice the potatoes then you have to stuff it then you have to and i was like who came up with this i almost this feel be an accident i almost feel like it must have been invented during the time of royalty and so they had <laughs> to make something you know super fancy to serve to you know, a king or whoever and his guests i should look up the history of because when Let's, i was thinking you know about what it, we should look it up yeah. because there's so much love and attention put into you, every you single to, stage you have to put that into I almost feel like I was eating with kings and princes. <laughs> hmm. What did you think about it? Okay, so I loved, loved, loved it, actually. Say love one more time. Love. Okay, go ahead. 
I really, really. What was it? Because I said it three times. You have a problem with odd and even numbers. No, you were saying it. I was like, you know, tell us, oh. tell, tell, tell us you love it. Oh, I'm love it. sarcasm completely. <laughs> <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I actually no, I've I I really enjoyed it, and I'm not a. Hmm, I don't know if I should say this out loud. I'm not really. I'm I'm loving potatoes. Um, if anyone knows me, they'll know why it took me a while to say that. I'm I'm in the last couple of years. I'm loving potatoes little by little, um, but I really liked this potato dish. And something that's interesting was you said that. You didn't like the parsley. Typically, I would agree with you. Question for you. Do you like cilantro? I wouldn't go out of my way to have cilantro. But if it was there, I might take it out of my meal. Okay. But except it's already baked into the meal, then I'm like, okay, I get oh, it. I have I to have. Like, I, there's some people that feel like it's bitter. Like, not mm-hmm. feel. There's some people that when they eat it, it tastes bitter. Yeah, it's a I'm not one thing. of. I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about it. It's always odd. Okay. Inside food. I'm and like, it makes sense. why are you here? Why do you exist? <laughs> like, why must you ruin a perfectly good meal? So. Whereas I actually really like cilantro. Um. So I'm wondering if that's the difference. But because the funny thing is, I always liked cilantro. I don't really like parsley. And even when I have Mediterranean dishes, I found the flavor of parsley to be too strong. So when I saw parsley in this, I thought, oh, I'm going to use very little. Mm-hmm. But then um, I think the recipe called for two cups of fresh chopped parsley. Now, if you're using dried parsley you're going to use a lot less because it's the flavor is stronger. But I ended up using more parsley than I wanted to. And I was like, oh, I made a mistake. But then I tasted the meat and I loved it. And I, I was just saying to Yemi that I wish I made a mistake. What I should have done was brought her some of the meat itself, the meat mm. mixture before we stuffed it. I don't know. You might still not like it, though, because if you didn't like the parsley, then I wonder. But I absolutely mm. loved, loved it. I found, though, that when I fried it, the, the meat flavor was dulled down a little bit. Probably because it had been fried. But I found that the meat flavor actually entered the potatoes. So mm. even though it was dulled within the meat itself, mm-hmm. like every part of the potato actually tasted good. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I loved how light and flaky it was. I don't know about you, but growing up, we used to do this thing when we fried yam in Nigeria. And by yam, I don't mean sweet potato because that will have too much moisture. But then I, like the yam that we've described a couple of times... We fried it. It has much less water than sweet potato. It's closest to maybe a white sweet potato that doesn't have a lot of water content. But we would dip it in egg and fry it. And it makes the yam taste like crispy and flaky. And that's what this did for the potato. Mm -hmm. So I loved that crispiness at the top that was just flaky and just brought back memories. And I absolutely loved it. Um, The other thing was, I agree with you that the flavor went all the way through. But in the uh, recipe... There's something that I didn't mention I worried about. You don't salt the potatoes. That's why I felt the need to mention that. Because even when you were describing the process, it didn't sound like you salted the potatoes. You mm-hmm. just put in water and did this. But by the time you added the egg coating, and because you, the wedge itself was relatively thinly sliced, it's not a chunky wedge, mm-hmm. um, the meat flavor, the juice and everything actually just went through into the potato as well. Well, here's the thing. Because when I first tasted it, I actually felt it was missing salt. So what I did was I dusted them with a little bit of salt. I don't know how much of it ah, went through. Ah, so you cheated. I cheated a little bit. So if I were to make them button again, you salt the I would salt the potatoes a little bit. I mean... A little bit. No shade, but it also didn't tell you to season your meat first. So I can't yeah. be surprised. It, it comes down to personal taste too, right? For some people, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought a little bit of salt would have... Just, you know, brought it together. Yeah. And I, it's good. It's a good meal. Yeah. Did you like it with or without the tomato sauce? Which did you prefer? Mm, without. Me too. Me too. Like, the tomato sauce was more like, 
why it's like the cousin you invite to a party but you don't really like them and <laughs> wow. they showed up and then they ended up being drunk and then causing stress for everybody okay like, you really why did you not here? like the tomato sauce then no i dislike it but it's more like mm-hmm. why do you exist and why are you here go home so i have a question keep in mind that the tomato sauce i made was not specifically from bass and it was a generic one if it was pepper sauce maybe Oh, okay, that's the difference. Because okay. tomato, like, I don't know, like, I don't personally just like tomato sauce by itself. Like, even when mm. I don't eat salsa, well, salsa is not really tomato sauce, but I don't really eat, like, tomato sauce. I like more, like, a pepper sauce. Mm-hmm. So, if it was a pepper sauce, I might feel differently. Okay. It may, it may most likely be, like, the aunt you like that you bring to the party. Okay, it's okay with this party, yeah. I know, I really want to go to a party. Being locked at home I is know. the worst. <laughs> we were talking. This is not related to the blog. Um, but we were talking recently about how we miss just like going somewhere and just sitting down and just like having a drink and dinner and just adulting out of the four walls of our house. Yeah, be nice. It's okay. <sighs> it's okay. Soon, soon and very soon we'll be going out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um So yeah, I like I said I really liked the button. Actually one of the things I wanted to mention was as I was making it because you make something it cools down I just thought another way to like if you have leftover button or something what you can do if you have an air fryer is maybe air fry it a couple minutes it's not something that I would heat up by putting in the microwave oh yeah yeah it's supposed to be crispy yeah it'll be soggy soggy so maybe maybe use an oven or something with the grill yeah something to function yeah to crisp it up because I was making it I was like well you could take this to a potluck this is the kind of thing Mm -hmm. that people could eat finger food I guess finger food yeah so yeah, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, and there you have it, people. I think this mbatan is easy, interesting, and make it as a snack. As Ijema said, take it as an appetizer to a potluck. And we can go out and, of course, do that when we can all go out and have social gatherings together. Well, except you're in a country that is already open, in which case we envy you and we can't wait to join you. Exactly. So thank you as always for listening in and we hope you learned something new today. Follow us on Instagram so you can see when we post fun facts about Libya and we will see you again in two weeks from our next destination. Bye. Don't say, oh, fine out loud. <laughs> fine, bye. Because you need the closure of bye. I do, I need closure of bye. <laughs> thank you for listening. While the podcast airs every two weeks, we have a backlog of episodes just waiting for you to enjoy. The show is a collaboration between Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. African My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co-hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, visit both Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. With Tunuka Media, you'll find out about more shows produced which aren't necessarily food-related, while on 234 Pantry, you will get more food-related content. For example, Tunuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host. All the links with the relevant information to connect with us are located in the show notes. Like, subscribe, and share within your community. We'd also really love for you to give the show a high rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts.